0: to the stars featuring outlaws and space dandies and space races and space star a uh, dandy in space
1: is an outlaw in star and in our hearts yeah (laughs) and and really maybe the real space race are the Dandies we made along the way.
0: <laughs> maybe, the, maybe, maybe the real uh, space race is the one uh, going, it, going on inside our hearts for all of you. Welcome to episode 78 of the Laser Comb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV with a fine tooth laser. I am, as always, Christopher Siege, one of your hosts.
1: And it's me, Neo-Cal. I'm here too.
0: Yes, we're both here. We're both ready to, uh, to be dandies in space.
1: Well, you know what they say. A space race is a
0: race in space, baby. <laughs> a, a race in space is dangerous, baby
1: and uh also takes 14 hours <laughs> yeah. you know distances are are big in space
0: yeah space space a very big place uh uh six out of ten uh too much emptiness
1: six out of ten the wish the sites were better right uh needs more oxygen needs more <laughs> oxygen <laughs> Cool. Uh, I'll give the uh, Outlaw Star kudos for being like on the realistic end of like sci-fi.
0: Yes. And on that note, uh that's what we're talking about this week. Uh as chosen by our longtime listener and patron uh, Jared, we're watching episode 10 of Outlaw Star.
2: Tim and I, <yeah.�2> that that's all i Kenaide
0: And wouldn't you know it, it is a space race indeed. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, episode 10 of Outlaw Star Gathering for the Space Race which originally aired on March 12th of 1998 in Japan and January twenty sixth of 2001 Mm -hmm. in uh, North America. Damn!
1: Yeah. You know, this has an 80s feel to it. Not in a bad way, but like it just feels like it came out earlier.
0: This feels like an anime from, like, uh, a studio like Madhouse, which <laughs> I, I I mean that in a good way, because, like, that tends to be the type of anime that I gravitate toward. I really like Madhouse as a studio. <clears throat> uh, so what is Outlaw Star? Uh, it is... I'm space
1: uh, Western, baby! Uh,
0: it is... Space Dandy 15 years before Space Dandy was the thing.
1: So Space Dandy clearly yeah. is inspired but So this. so when uh, I was
0: when uh, I was Firefly watching,
1: too.
0: Yeah. Uh this show predates Firefly, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like there, there's like Firefly took notes of this quite literally <coughs> including um the uh the character that's like the um like the the, the pilot chick uh, excuse us we've only watched one episode that's that's yeah. what the podcast is about uh but like the the pilot chick who like interfaces with the ai in like the the tank um right. her like being found like in a suitcase or like a science like thing um is uh yeah the i feel like firefly uh where some of the writers were fans of of this show, mm-hmm. and I bet you there's probably more similarities if I were to watch the whole series.
0: So as I was watching it, uh, I the thought that I had very very early into the episode was, "Wow, the people who like Space Dandy, or the people who made Space Dandy, clearly liked this show." Yeah, because this is this is Space Dandy without the like kind of self aware like zany humor.
1: Space Dandy is like he basically dies or travels into a different dimension or becomes God at the end of (laughs) like every episode and then it continues the next episode as if nothing happened. Like it it, even though they have like that similar air of being in in a a space opera if
0: you will.
2: um,
1: They're very different in tone.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So nearest I can figure uh, the Outlaw Star is the ship itself that was kind of the impression that i got the captain of the ship is this uh kind of cocksure like han solo type named uh gene
1: old gene starwind
0: yeah and he's got uh a kid sidekick who looks like the kid from full metal alchemist (laughs) uh he has this weird blue-haired chick who interfaces with the ship I guess to to pilot it, but the ship also seems to have an AI of its own,
1: and the AI seems pretty fucking sure of itself.
0: Yeah there it's there's like, a there's a part later in the episode where she's asking the AI to like look to look her up on like the extranet or whatever they call it, and my my immediate thought was I'm like ha, she's basically googling herself. She's
1: googling her. <laughs> she's googling herself. Yeah, when they landed a planet, she's like, hey, can you look up stuff about me? yeah presumably she has um amnesia or something
0: something yeah she doesn't seem to know what her story is and what's going on in the episode is we open with a voiceover narration uh kind of basically explaining to us that a space it it, uh, a race in space is dangerous baby (laughs) yeah Uh, but in a more serious (laughs) in a more serious way yeah (laughs) yeah and we find out uh pretty quick that gene and the crew of the outlaw star want to enter this space race but wouldn't you know it it's going to be a hundred and fifty thousand space bucks and they don't have it and so yeah and And, and and they don't
1: have that kind of money they 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 even meet with there's a whole scene far too long uh where they meet with like some lady to discuss the ins and outs of applying for the race yeah very weird. It, it lingers on scenes that should just be thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, she she tells them that it's one hundred and fifty thousand space bucks, and Gene gets all mad. He's like, "What? I thought anyone could join. How is uh, just a regular, like, everyday, like swashbuckling pilot like me uh, supposed to afford that?" And she's like, "Well, you could go get a sponsorship." And they're that's like, what "Everyone else does." They're like, "Boa, boa." Uh-huh oh of course (laughs) and so they go to uh get a sponsorship from some dude who clearly has like a like a megaton boner for gene like
1: oh right
0: yeah it's pretty obvious like him it's pretty obvious right away that this dude is into gene and yeah they
1: don't have a good uh relationship uh, and indeed... sorry, they have um, an unbalanced relationship because it seems like um, he owes this guy money already.
0: Yeah, but this guy has the hots for him, so he's willing to put up with his shit, basically. And indeed, my suspicions yeah. about that—it was pretty obvious, like watching the scene that I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's into Jean. And then my suspicions were confirmed when they leave, when the dudes like butler or like like door guard or whatever talks about like him uh, uh the master's love for him
1: or yeah I, I missed that like the bodyguard or the doorman yeah or like whatever yeah and uh the sponsor he was like um oh um you'll have to pay me back the 150 uh, thousand space bucks um plus 50,000 that's right. that's the trade off and, and he's the, like which is the the pool for winning is 400,000 which isn't that
0: that much yeah it's 400,000 space bucks, and uh, yeah they basically if they win they have to pay this dude half of it
1: but they get uh, to keep 200,000 and I'm if like they
0: and but if I'm like they don't, Gene why don't you just let this guy <laughs> suck your dick like he clearly wants <laughs> to <laughs> like, right and then, and then like you could keep, probably keep the whole 400 Gene, Gene. <laughs> and
1: um, it's like but if we lose we still need to give you 200,000 and he's like that's right and I'm like oh, that's fair uh, and he's like oh but at the awards ceremony you have to wear this I've been preparing for this day <laughs> and I, this is when I laughed a, a servant of his um, rolls in this um, you know like uh, just mannequin bust of like
0: clothes right and they pull off this uh, this sheet and it's uh... I've been waiting years to see you in this honey <laughs>
1: kind of it's a uh, very it's an flamboyant. unflattering flamboyant frilly skin tight suit that he specifically wants jean to wear and on the back it has like the his logo or like something like that for sponsorship yeah and jean's like what no way and then his like little little buddy is like come on man and then jean's like okay no problem I- <laughs> by the way the english translation like the, the dub it it's bad enough that it's funny yeah it's <laughs> like
0: I, it, it's it, it's not it's a great, not
1: great but it, it's funny in how kind of bad it is
0: yeah yeah
1: they're and, at this uh, like
0: they're at this like dinner party or something like that and there's this weird like oh before the race there's a dinner party right right and this like weird this i guess she's like the one of the antagonists of the show but she's like yeah that's pure. what i
1: got the the feel of She's she's low on her luck, so she needs to pay off a debt, and so she's a waitress?
0: Yeah. She's, like, this imperial, like, bounty hunter or something, but she's, like, losing her shit. Yeah. I I can't even remember what about, but, like, she's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, she's losing her shit and, uh, like, even calls out the fact that she's, like, like, pitying herself. Yeah. uh, Was
1: it Aisha or something like that?
0: Aisha, yeah, yeah. Although, like, the way it's spelled, I'm like, it should be Aisha.
1: Should be Aisha, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That, that was, right, yeah, that was something that was bugging me while I was watching it. Because I always watch everything, and maybe this is just because I'm getting old, but, like, I always watch everything with subtitles on now.
1: Yeah, she, she's a cat girl. <laughs> yeah. And she's low on her luck, and she drops all of the champagne she's holding, and she's all like, you son of a bitch let me at him let me at him i've been chasing this guy across the galaxy meow and uh then like you know guards like take her away and the guy hosting it is like tsk tsk if you can't behave um you won't have a job and i'm like weird (laughs) (laughs) um and then there's a lot that happens off screen here and there i guess she commandeers um Kind of, yeah. Uh, an Imperial ship to join the race on yeah. behalf of the Imperium or whatever <laughs> thing she represents, um, to lay a trap for uh for um Gene. the protagonists for Gene and the Outlaw Star. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is some wacky races bullshit. <clears throat> and I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. Like the idea the of getting star. ahead in the race. Just to stop and lay a track is so fucking wacky. Races. Who's the villain in Wacky Races? Um, uh, I don't know.
0: I've never seen it.
2: Oh,
1: it was one of those Nistal. It was on uh, what was it called? Like Teletoon, like retro or something like that, where it showed old uh, old cartoons. Like reruns of old cartoons. Dick
0: Dastardly. Dick dastardly. Yeah. All right. I'm looking up uh, looking up wacky races now. (laughs) He's
1: doing it. It's some dick dastardly stuff where it's like, huh, I'll get ahead of everyone else. And instead of winning the race, I'll lay a trap for everyone. And I'm like, or you could just win the race. But winning the race isn't her point. She needs to basically she's ostracized by the
0: Oh, it's this. Like, sh- yeah, I've seen this.
1: Yeah, everybody knows what wacky, wacky Races is in kind of like in the fact that they can recognize.
0: Right. And I, it was like
1: kind of narrated over. It's like, oh, geez, blah, blah, blah is in like second place and upcoming is like this and in between uh, like commercial breaks.
0: Right. I feel like it was, I don't know, like i feel like it was on like before or after rocky and bullwinkle
1: oh yeah that, that checks out
0: yeah so i think when i was a kid i just thought that it was part of rocky and bullwinkle
1: uh that makes sense because they all all those Hanna Barbera like shows kind of
0: and, <laughs> kind of flow together and, they all kind of look and feel the same they do yeah and so
1: uh yeah cat girl dick dastardly uh and two, two kind of like uh, people that don't seem like they want to be there um, are helping her like out. They're like, oh, geez, the Imperium says jump. I guess we jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's a bunch of other like characters I never paid attention to.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of other bullshit that goes on. Yeah. Well, while, while during the race, uh, we find out that um, there's like a couple of planets that are like orbiting around one another. And Gene is like, well, what's the fastest way to go? And like someone else is like, oh, well, you know, we could go this way or we could go this way. And he keeps asking repeatedly. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But what's the fastest way? Oh, to just go right through them.
1: Okay, so there's two planets uh, orbiting each other in the, the the path of the so they have to hit checkpoints, yeah, right, uh, throughout a system. Um, they need to fly through them like Star Fox, uh, <laughs> yeah, um,
0: or you know, and, Superman 64,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, like Superman 64, <laughs> everyone's uh hit title,
0: everyone's favorite N64 game, Superman 64. Yeah, I, I owned that at one point.
1: I bought it for like five or ten bucks and uh
0: that sounds worth. like five or ten dollars too too much
1: it, it clearly was
0: <laughs> um
1: and yeah it's like well go vertical uh to avoid the the orbits of these two like gas giants or planets or whatever that are <clears throat> in a binary orbit with each other and everybody's hitting the checkpoint by going vertical through the yeah. orbit yeah and jean's like enough with the science mumbo jumbo what's the fastest way and they're like trying to dodge the <laughs> orbits and flying right through it but it's extremely dangerous let's and, do it and Gene's like ha ha <laughs> and well gosh darn it wouldn't you know it when they do that things go bad
0: things go bad and they are about to be hit with space debris and then uh, to be continued oh that's right Yeah, yeah and I'm like Huh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> son
2: fuck's of a bitch.
1: Sake. You know what's funny? I, when we were talking earlier, it's fun. <laughs> when we were talking earlier, I heard in my head when I, that had ended, and I was like, son of a bitch. I heard Christopher's voice in my head say, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: uh, is and indeed. Thing. It is a thing that I say a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and indeed, I was like, two parter, is it? And uh, probably all of them say to be continued, but this one particular, like at the end of the next episode, it says to be continued. It's every episode is to be continued, but this one in particular felt like a two parter and gosh, darn it. We had gotten stuck on two parters so many times that uh, we definitely watched the second part. Yes. and This is how it... (laughs) And this is what happens in the second part.
0: So I uh, I, I uh, purchased this episode on uh, iTunes for $2.99. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I did not feel compelled to spend another $2.99 to get to part two. Plus, that's not the assignment. So um, I have no idea what happens from here. It could be a fun. Now, I. I, I here's a, a fun little thought experiment uh what do you without watching the next part of um of uh outlaw star in space dandy uh what 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 do you suppose happens like how how do you how do you think the uh, everything is wrapped up
1: okay so there's got to be an asteroid field or a debris field yeah uh, can we, we we've played star fox and we've Even though it's in a debris field or an asteroid field, um, there's this illusion that like, oh, like asteroids are like left and right and you need to like dodge and fly through them. They're like thousands or hundreds of kilometers apart very often. Mm -hmm. The odds of just going in a straight line and hitting anything in an asteroid field are completely nil. But in sci-fi, You need to do evasive maneuvers and that kind of thing. So I'm guessing he outruns or outmaneuvers the cat girl Imperial like ship in like the the asteroid field that they fly through.
0: Right. Um,
1: What would happen after that?
0: (laughs) So here's what I like to imagine happen. Uh, as a bunch of, just as a bunch of the space debris is about to destroy them and the, the checkpoint that they're speeding toward, uh, all of a sudden the space debris is blown up by some green laser beams. And then we see Han Solo with the Millennium Falcon be like, woohoo! And, uh... Okay,
1: so a dude, dude overtakes them.
0: And so, uh, uh... Han Solo says to Gene, uh, you're all clear, kid. Now let's uh, win this thing and go home. And so... They... And then
1: they drift. Sling... And right. he rides the drift. Anybody that knows anything about racing games knows that drift is real, right? And then after you build up drift for a few seconds, the mechanic where you pull ahead kicks in, right? And... That Gene. slingshots Gene and the Outlaw Star.
0: <laughs> and as they're like mid-slingshot, Gene tells Full Metal Alchemist boy to open up the glove box, and he does, pulls out a can and says, Wow, liquid schwartz. And Gene's like, pour it into the gas tank. And so they pour it into the into the gas tank, and it gives them a massive like afterburn that just rockets them past everyone else in the race. Uh Fox McCloud with the with his uh uh air wing shows up and takes out uh Empire Chick. Empire Cat He enters
1: all range mode. And does does a a boss
0: battle with yeah, does Does, a barrel roll. Does a barrel roll. Uh Gene and the Outlaw Star win. They go back to uh to to pay uh two hundred two half of their four hundred thousand space bucks. Uh, to uh, sponsor man, and uh, sponsor man compliments uh, Gene on how fabulous he looks in the the uniform that he made for him, and so Gene is like, "All right, Full Metal Alchemist boy, leave us be." And uh, in in lieu of them having to pay the hundred and fifty thousand dollar sponsorship fee, they fuck.
1: So he gets to keep all of it.
0: He gets, well, he still has to pay the, the extra 50,000. Oh, for the entry fee. Yeah. He still has to pay the 50,000, but uh sponsor, sponsor man is like, no, 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 this is, this is worth 150,000 space bucks to me. And, and uh, um,
1: oh yeah. By the way, we forgot to mention there's like a, a tall, like, um, traditionally dressed like Japanese woman. She goes and gambles. Goes to a bathhouse. Kind of not part of the episode. I assume she's an assassin.
0: I thought that was Pilot Lady.
1: No, No. this Pilot Lady and like black haired, like formal speaking woman. And she's like, I'll have no part of this. Well, good luck. Yeah, there's two chicks on the, there's two chicks and two dudes on the. I
0: I, I legitimately thought they were the same character. (laughs) They're both on screen at the same
2: time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, amnesia pilot chick is like um um Google oh, girl Gene, if you will yeah Gene um aren't you going to stop her and he's like nah we'll let her like see the sights. Okay. Well
0: uh Cal, <laughs> you just caught a random episode of uh uh an outlaw star uh in space is dangerous, baby. Uh, would you would you tune in again?
1: I might, but it depends on how boring the Hanna Barbera show that's on right before this was, and usually they're always boring. compared and for modern tastes, for modern tastes, Hanna Barbera cartoons are pretty fucking boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, y- you sat through like <laughs> you sat through um. Um, I was gonna say Yu Gi Oh. Jesus. Um. <laughs> uh, why can't I remember Yogi? Uh, like Yogi Bear, right? Every episode was the
0: same, right? I, I really liked Yogi Bear when I was really, really young. I have no nostalgia for it whatsoever,
1: and that's what I—that's what I mean, right? And so, like, I—I don't have nostalgia for this, so I can't like say oh yeah i'm gonna get into it and like watch the whole thing but because i can see the seeds of sci-fi that influence stuff like firefly that influence stuff like space dandy like space dandy's ship looks like this outlaw star except i think Space dandy's ship is yellow um well i mean i guess all cool spaceships are kind of phallic and it's red because red's the fastest color I'll give it that. What I'm trying to say is I don't know. <laughs> I would like to say yes but it, it feels very I can only remember like three scenes from the episode. Uh, the pacing is weird. So yeah. I I can't in good faith say that I, I would. That's fair. I'm glad that I know it exists and the premise of it and I might go back and, and check out like episode one or, or two or whatever but I, to, I gotta be honest to Anyone like listening and our, and our dear pa- patron, uh, Jared, uh, I don't, don't know if it's, uh, it's good background anime. I'll give it that.
0: All right. There it is. How about you? No. Did you tune
1: in next week? No. <laughs> there we go. I have a long convoluted way of saying no. And Christopher <laughs> just says no. <laughs> no.
0: Well, there's nothing particularly wrong with the show, but, uh. Um, yeah. I think its biggest uh, sin, honestly, is that it just really didn't leave an impression on me. Mm.
1: And it could be one of those, the the famous, oh, you guys didn't land on a good one.
0: I know, Such the, is the business. The, this is basically, we must have landed on a bad episode, the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the show is... The, The show is great. Show X is great. I swear. You just landed on a bad episode. Guys, guys, guys. You guys landed on the worst Code Lyoko. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... um, Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Jared. I wanted to like it. I mean, I go into all of these wanting to like them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's the whole, like, one of us likes anime a little bit more than the other. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's three tiers of people that like anime. There's the people that like all anime and have watched everything. Yeah. There's like the me where I've watched some. I haven't watched all anime, <clears throat> um, but I, I'm open to it, and I've watched a lot, uh, a lot compared to the normies, right? And then there's the people that like anime, but like, like you like, like like anime movies, and you like like you had said earlier, like uh, perfect blue, right? Yeah. Like adult, um, ghost in the shell, uh, adult like cinematic experiences. And maybe yeah. we're just not, maybe we're just not weave enough. Maybe we just don't like anime
0: enough. With, with, <laughs> with me, like basically like uh, if it's- Well, you like it the childish be... like food on fighters. You thought Generally... that was hilarious. <laughs> That was really funny. Uh, generally, uh, with me, um, if this if the story would work as a live action film, like just just as well, like something like Perfect Blue would work just fine as a live action film.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. So basically, like if it if it's just a good story, like not like. What I what I'm trying to say is like if it's if the story if like the the story is just good on its own merits not because it's an anime like then I'll tend that's something I'll tend to gravitate toward but I'm not gonna watch anime just to watch anime it was married I to never a woman watched like that. the live yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I've never watched uh, the live action uh, Ghost in the Shell
0: it's not as bad as people made it out to be but it's also not great
1: yeah I figured
0: it was just kind of okay honestly I think they should have just done a one-for-one adaptation of the the anime just like copied it over yeah
1: sometimes I wonder yeah like you've got all the licenses like why'd you make the story bad
0: yeah and
1: <laughs> yeah, then, that's what I've heard
0: and yeah and there was accusations of like whitewashing because major Kusanagi was played by um Scarlett Johansson which and the movie like makes kind of factor spoilers, I guess, but like later in the movie, like it, and I feel like this is something that was done to address the accusations of whitewashing, but like the movie addresses it in a way where it's like, Oh, her, her uh, ghost brain in, in major Kusanagi's like cyborg body was actually like came from the body of like a living, like Japanese woman. And I'm like, eh. cool story, bro. <laughs> cool. You probably should have just, you know, ca- cast that. a Japanese woman <laughs> as Major Kusanagi to begin with. <laughs> yeah. There's a. There's no shortage of, of. Uh, there's no shortage of great Japanese actors out there. So, <laughs> or even Japanese yeah. American actors. Like,
1: anyway. What we're saying is, Outlaw Star, you, um, you flew through space so that movies like Redline and shows like Space Dandy could soar. Like I I can see the influence, influence there.
0: Like, uh, like Icarus, uh, Outlaw Star, you flew too close to the sun. Which sun? Which star? We'll never know. Area <laughs> maybe go. maybe we would have found out in part two. Maybe. But we'll never know. Or at least I'll I, never know. I'll probably <laughs> never think about it again either. Uh anyway, that was episode uh seventy eight of the Lasercomb Podcast. Uh best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com dot com slash L A Z O R C O M B. Uh where beginning with the five dollar tier, you get uh our patreon exclusive podcast the super lasercomb patreon super show commentary tracks and much like jared uh the ability to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast so if you want to get in on that uh, go to patreon.com lasercomb uh join our discord best way to uh to interact with us i'm probably not yeah. really going to plug social media anymore other than that because i barely use it. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I like open up Facebook like once a week, and then it's it's never anything that I care about. I'm yeah. like, oh, I missed this person's birthday. Whatever. <laughs> and then I close it, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, what is? Like, I guess Twitter is still a thing. Some people are, are really trying, and I'm like, I I can't, man. Yeah, <laughs> we we go back and forth, but it's like, ah. Like whatever. Like you, most of the people that found us found us because they were like looking for some niche thing, or we popped up in the algorithm or something. Like, right. eh, that's not true. There's some people on on Twitter. I don't know, man. I don't know. Find us on the Discord. We actually reply and like regularly interact.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, go to the Discord. Uh, as always, link in the description. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty tired and winded because I have a broken rib right now, and uh, well, as I'm discovering today, uh, t- uh, talking for long periods of time is actually exhausting. When you have are you saying
1: rib. moving your diaphragm over and over again over your broken ribs? <laughs> is it's it exhausting.
0: It's exhausting. I think look I look at this
1: guy, the lazy millennials. Can't even talk for two hours straight, right?
0: Oh, I know. And normally, back like, in we'll... my
1: day, I talked for twenty-five hours a day uphill, the snow.
0: I know. And normally, nice. like we're recording for like at least three or four hours every week, but just I'm just tired. Uh, we'll be back next time with uh, episode seventy-nine of the Lasercom Podcast, where we're going to be. Uh, we're going to, we have a new patron, the man, the man who calls himself, I assume he's a man, but if, if you aren't. The being. Uh, the, the being who calls If you aren't, themselves. I apologize. The human who calls themselves uh, Vampiro. 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 Uh, what a 2K21 on uh, social media. Uh, they just joined the Patreon recently, so we're going to. Hell gonna, yeah, brother. And they, they pitched us a show called, uh, the Dresden files from, oh, shit. from 2007. Uh, so I knew
1: that it existed. I never watched it.
0: Uh, my, my ex was a fan of the, the books. So that's what I know of it. I didn't even know there was a TV series until I read
1: a couple of yield books. Oh, I own, uh, I owe, uh, I, I still have a couple books that I need to give back to uh, a certain someone.
2: Hmm.
0: So to figure out which episode we're going to watch, I'm going to hit screen share uh, share. Hooray. Aha, it worked. I'm doing a multi-monitor setup uh, once again. So.
1: Oh, look at this fancy guy.
0: Yeah, I know, right? The okay. boon identity. <laughs> uh, 12 episodes. So, to the old random number generator, one episode between 1 and 12. If it lands on 12, I'm re-rolling. 10. Wow, we just did an episode 10. Coincidence? I think so. Um. <laughs> w- what about Bob? Harry's latest lover sneaks out of his place with Bob's skull and delivers it to Dresden's uncle, Justin Morningway, who died by Dresden's own hand five years ago. Dresden learns that death isn't all it's cracked up to be, especially where his uncle is concerned. Huh. Huh. I knew who Bob is. Well, that made about as much sense to me as when I read the uh, episode description for Captain Durka Returns. <laughs> anyway we'll be back next time with that and until then i've been the siege one of your hosts and i'm neo cal your other host uh thanks for listening we will space dandy you next time